This is Mom Goals. With world-class professional soccer player, Allie Long. Jenna Wolf is a journalist and personal trainer who appeared on NBC's Today Show from 2007 to 2015 as a correspondent and Sunday co-anchor. She's the author of 2015's Thinner and 30, small changes that add up to big weight loss in just 30 days. She and her wife have two daughters. This is my conversation with Jenna Wolf. Was fitness always your passion, but journalism was what you wanted to do and broadcasting what you wanted to do as a career? I was always very athletic. I was born athletic. I was a very, very athletic kid. I was also very theatrical. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in plays. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to tell stories. Everything was a little dramatic when I did it. I mean, a little <laughs> book report in third grade. I mean, I brought Standing in props ovation. and I turned, <laughs> you have no idea. I was like, can we do this in the auditorium? It has to be in class. <laughs> and so long, long, long drawn out story, short journalism and being able to weave fitness into it, which I ended up doing it to Today Show was just a was just a perfect way for me to match my, like, my theatrics with my athleticism. So I I, I was a sportscaster first. I was a sportscaster for 13 years. And then I got to the Today Show and did some fitness while I was there. And then I got back into sports. So I mixed my athleticism by being a sportscaster with my love of drama and storytelling and became a journalist. So it, uh, it worked out the way it was supposed to, I always say. That's amazing. And you were the first ever fitness correspondent for the Today Show, correct? For the Today Show. I think other people just didn't want to do it. <laughs> so it was like a little labor intensive. Listen, it, you know this. Like, you have to love what it feels like to sweat. You have to love what, what it feels like, you know, 45 minutes before the endorphins set in. You have to, like, love knowing that nothing changes in this one workout. But if you do this day in and day out, there will be, like, like hard substantial changes with your strength, with your like, you know, your, your mental like happiness with the way your body moves. And, and when you start feeling those changes and when you start seeing all the work you put in, like as either as your career, like when you play or for me, when I do this on television and I, I talk to people, it all makes sense. And you're drawn to that feeling every single day. So a lot of people, it takes a long time for them to get to the point where they absolutely crave working out, where they crave moving their body every day and sweating and feeling that. Some call it pain. I, I love that. Like, I, I actually really love that feeling just because I, I'm so used to it. It's a part of who I am at this point. I'm hoping it's a part of who my kids may one day be, but if not, it's okay. It became, it became me. So, and then I worked with athletes. So right. I understood them and I understood the training that went into it, um, you know, day in and day out for so many years. That's amazing. I think after I've had twins and my goals and like, like knowing I want to come back and play professional, knowing I want to make the world cup team or the Olympic team in the future at 35, those goals, um, the motivating factor isn't necessarily like doing the workout initially because I have so long to go, like when I first came back, but it's more of that feeling that you're talking about that, you know, you put the work in, you feel so good after the fact, you know, that doing this amount of time, a little part of your day or a bigger part of your day, or the only time you have in your day will pay off in the end. And I think that's like, was my motivating factor for sure. When I first was like, okay, how am I going to do this? I need like a roadmap to like where I want to be, my goals and stuff. But like the feeling of like, okay, I have to go through this really hard workout that I haven't done in so long. 
coming back from twins, I felt like that was the feeling that I got was that I was motivated by the outcome of just previously doing it before, but kind of intimidated sure. initially, you know? So I think there's so many people that don't want to do those 45 minutes and put themselves through pain. So how would you advise someone that kind of comes into a situation where they're like, I don't even know what that pain feels like. How do I yeah. motivate myself to get through 45? Is it something where they start small and it's like do 15 minutes and they develop that habit on their own or like what would you advise so let me just back up and tell you uh, this is not just because I do it every day doesn't mean it comes easy to me you yeah. know and just because I get up and go doesn't mean I'm always motivated there are many days where I don't the last thing I want to do is work out the last thing I want to do on a cold winter day is throw on a sports bra I never <laughs> want to tie up my shoes like I'm tired I don't want to leave the house and never was that more of an issue than right after I had the babies like this is so I, important. I was unrecognizable. Yeah, I was, for the first time in my life, I, I was, you know, it was heavy and I was moving slowly and I was lazy and I was sluggish and everything hurt. And I was like, I'm not the person that I used to be. Like, there were many mornings where I was like, am I ever going to get back there? You know, like, mm -hmm. will I ever have the same motivation that I had? Forget the same body. It's never about looking the same. And I hope no one feels like we have to look a certain way. It's about the way it makes you feel. I do this because of the way it makes me feel, not because that. I need to look a certain way. So I will never forget the first day where the doctor gave me the all clear after I had my first my first daughter, Harper, to go to the gym. It was like six weeks in. She was like, I want to keep your heart rate here and I'd like you to do keep it here. And I had this whole, I wrote out a workout. I was like on fire. I laced up. I remember the outfit I wore. I remember the <laughs> sneakers I wore. I walked down to my gym. Like I got towards the mat in my little space. I looked in the mirror and I literally could not move. I couldn't start. I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I felt. I was like, this sucks. sucks. Pardon my French. Yeah, is that no. French? I don't even know. It was <laughs> awful. And honestly, this is full disclosure. I didn't do it. I walked back upstairs and I felt sorry for myself that day. And I thought this is going to be an endless process. And here's me preaching. You got to have motivation. You got to go. You got to just do it. You got to just find it. And here I was. I was like a failure. I was like, I'm never going to get back there. And I had to come to this conclusion that it didn't take me nine months to, to get in the shape that I was in. And it wasn't going to just take nine, nine months, six months, three months, one day to get back to the way I was. Like I had to fully believe in a process. And if the process was five minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, or if the process was just putting on my sports bra and walking out of the house and walking back in, it was something. I had to do something every day. I had to get one inch closer to where I was before. And slowly, and I, Ali, I'm talking slowly. I'm talking like, <laughs> I mean, walking on the treadmill or a pair of like five pound weights or whatever it was. So I got a tiny bit of Schwitz. It wasn't even sweat. It was like perspiration. And then that eventually turned to sweat. And over the course of weeks, and those couple weeks were the hardest to get my ass down to a gym and to go every day. And now I have a whole newfound respect for new moms that are trying to get back. It's not easy. It's not always fun. But man, success begets success when it comes to the human body. The minute you start feeling good, you want to do more. The minute you start looking good the way you want yourself to look, you want to do more. And then that combined with trying to eat well, where you really have to tighten the ship because you're not <laughs> yeah. working out as hard. Yeah. It's a process. Tighten the ship. So I, I like don't that. want, yeah, there was <laughs> nothing. 
there was nothing easy about the way I yeah. had to kind of crawl back into getting back in shape after the kids were born. And you're going through it, probably. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything you say is so relatable to me and probably so many other people as well. I think that when I first actually found out I was pregnant, I didn't know I played soccer for eight weeks. So I was like, OK, whoa, like in my season, pro season, playing pregnant, I find out, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then that feeling of like, whoa, whoa, okay. Like your body doesn't really change until like a certain point. And then all of a sudden, and I was trying to work out still, I was trying to work out, but I was trying to be good to my body at the same time. Um, or once my season ended, yeah, I was like, you know, getting the gym, still doing what I was doing. And then it came to a point where I literally couldn't move. And then from then on, I just felt so I like missed my life of like, am I ever exactly what you're saying? Am I ever going to feel like I did before? Am I ever going to be able to change direction like at speed? Because normally, <laughs> you know, I'm playing soccer, there's a million change of directions a game. And so just hearing you say that is, is so re actually relatable. But and then when you talk about <laughs> coming back and looking at yourself and actually just like trying to find clothes that fit. I was yeah. I was I gave birth early and I was 203 pounds when I like literally I went in for like your regular ultrasound and I told my boyfriend I'm gonna be 215 he's like zero chance and I'm like no no I'm gonna be 215 he's like zero chance you're not gonna hit 200 <laughs> and I'm like I am gonna hit 200 and I literally had just a, re a regular checkup on a Monday I go in I weigh myself I'm like yes like 203 I told you I was gonna be over 200 and then um that day they're like you're getting you're delivering I was like okay so just feeling how bad I felt like my body and heavy and I couldn't go to the gym and stuff did you work out when you were pregnant and like how long kind of did you work out while you were pregnant well I worked out the whole pregnancy amazing um but I am also a trainer so I trained myself up until so you talk about playing soccer I was not realizing water skiing I took a couple spills yeah. and I after I found out I was like oh I yeah. went snow skiing I took a spell of, oh, like all, yeah. I, I kind of lived backwards I'm like yeah. what did I do the last six weeks I'm a lunatic yeah um <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was like crazy. And yeah. I, when I finally found out, um, the moment you finding out and you're like, okay, now my life is going to be changed. Was there ever a part during your pregnancy where you missed your life and you're questioning, am I going to be able to work out and do what I love? Get back to the yeah. Get back to who you were before. Did you miss it? Because I mean, I feel like you could still train. Like I could not play soccer. So I felt this missing hole, you know, but still it's not the same. So you were a professional soccer player. So it was very hard for you probably to stay at the very peak at the top yeah. of your game. You were the best of the best of the best. Listen, I was on television. I was able to be on television while I was 400 pounds. I was able to be on television That's while amazing. all the way up to the very end. So I, oh, so I was saying I, I was a personal trainer. So I would train and train and train. As soon as I was three months pregnant, I no longer trusted myself completely to train myself after I realized I was right. water skiing and snow skiing and doing the whole <laughs> So, uh, exactly. So I hired someone to just work with me and monitor. Um, oh, nice. But I worked out the whole time. The, the morning I gave birth, if not the night before, I was on the treadmill walking. I mean, Amazing. everything was just walking. Right. Because I, even though there's no correlation between what what shape you're in and what kind of delivery you're going to have, what kind of pregnancy really, I mean, not pregnancy, but delivery. I just felt it had to be better. I had to be doing right. my body a, a good, you know, doing well by my body, by being in the best yeah. shape I could be. I wasn't in phenomenal shape, but I was in good yeah. shape by the time I went in to deliver. So I did work out 
that morning. Did you feel like that helped your delivery process? Because um, I, I worked out until I literally couldn't like move. I was like swollen and whatever, but I worked out. But I felt like, and I had a, I had a C-section, but I felt that just because I did stuff previously and during my pregnancy, I felt I was able to feel so much better after um, then, or, or, you know, I, and I didn't deliver naturally. So I don't know. Um, did you feel like right. being fit and strong and, and staying active during your pregnancy helped your actual delivery? Uh, yeah, no, not at all. Not one <laughs> tiny little bit. It had zero. There was, I can officially tell you there's zero correlation between, uh, no, my kids were totally different. Both were, um, natural non-C-section. One had to be vacuumed out. That's my stubborn one. The older one, like legit, they put something called a vacuum inside me and sucked her out of me. I was like, awesome. The other one, came out before the doctor even came in. I was like, I'm feeling an insane pain. I don't know what it is. They're like, oh, that's childbirth. I'm like, well, it really feels like a lot. She looked at she's like, oh, they're crowning. I'm like, it's crowning? I'm like, oh, get it out. So it was just, I will tell you, I um, I really love, and I, I don't know many people that said this. Well, none of my friends, at least. I loved being pregnant. I love the fact that for nine months, I was having a relationship with this little baby that no one else was ever going to have. Like once she comes into the world, she has this relationship with the world. But for nine months, it's just you and me, kid. I will feed you. I will house you. I will love you. It's, It's just us. It's me for you, you for me. And I will do my part to take care of you, which is try to exercise, try to eat well. You do your part for me, which is maybe don't have to be vacuumed out of me. Maybe come out when they tell you to come out. No, um, just be healthy. <laughs> and I did take, you know, I, I, I did appreciate like the, the process of going through it. And I didn't stress about how I was going to bounce back. I had to trust that all the work, and I would imagine, you know how much work you put in. You don't get to the level you're at. I mean, you're the top of the top without putting so much work in. That's not luck. That is years and years of discipline and of muscle memory and of like, you know, uh, habit, habitual memory that just is going to bounce back. And and I had to believe that it was all going to come back at some point. So I might as well enjoy the process and enjoy the ride. And I did enjoy the ride. I loved being pregnant and I would do it again if I wasn't 108 years old right now. But I mean, I'm good and settled <laughs> and the shop is closed. Stores yeah. are not selling anymore. Um, but I loved it. I loved the whole process of it. And I eventually, look, you did it. I did, we're, we're going to get back in shape. And everyone, you cannot worry about that when you're trying to create a human being. I mean, this is where we're creating another life. Like we're, we're upping the population by one. Like what an <laughs> honor and privilege that we get to do something like that. So you just hope you can make like another little soccer player and like kick her, kick him out into the world and another little athlete. That's so um, important for everyone to hear because I think and I eventually got to that point, but it was hard for me initially, like definitely because it was I was going to have to miss my season. I was watching at home. I was cheering my girls on from home. I'm getting calls and texts like I felt like I was missing that. But I knew and and. I can only play professional soccer for such a short period of time. So to think like I'm losing one year out of this whole process initially was hard for me. And then I got to a point where like, I absolutely enjoyed it and loved it. Um, And then I was like, okay, you guys, we have a little, I don't know how much bigger I can get, but let's go, let's go, you know? And I, and I enjoyed it and I, and I totally agree with that, but I think it took me a little bit to get there, but I love that. And I think a lot of my friends said that they're like, you need to calm down, like relax, enjoy it. There's, you know, 
you know, be kind to yourself. And those are things that I, I got to eventually probably like three months in, four months in, I was like, all right, like I'm ready to do this. And so, um, but I think that's so important that you said that. And I love your perspective on it. My question for you is you had two babies in two years, correct? Crazy, right? Yeah. Crazy. Well, you had two babies in like two minutes. I know. So you me, I, I so know but... You win. Yay, no, you won, no, Ellie. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but going through that, um, and was there anything you learned from your first pregnancy and, and either coming back or just in general that helped you in your second pregnancy? Or was it two totally different experiences? Well, A, um, that it was going to happen, that you can bounce back. Although, truth be told, I, I had Harper and then I breastfed for like four months. And then I got myself back in shape for like a couple months. And then I got pregnant again. And then I went through the whole thing. So, I mean, I felt like I was pregnant for nine and a half years. I just but it say. felt like a long process. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. But my, listen, the human body is this unbelievable, like, thing, and it stretches, and it comes back, and it stretches, and it comes back, and it, it's resilient, and um, it, it knows what it's supposed to do, and all we have to do is take care of it, and it does so much that we don't have to worry about, like making a baby and preparing for making a baby. So, mm-hmm. uh, w- about the two, the, the first one, you know, I was... Once I found out I was pregnant, I, I mean, I was like tiptoeing places and I was like, no, don't touch me, don't touch me. Don't touch me. No, don't be careful, be careful. Like I was afraid to go on the subway. Like I was like, I was wearing like a big bubble. I was like in one of those like big round. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, don't come near me. I might be pregnant, don't touch me. And then with Quinn, the second time I was pregnant, I did a Spartan race when I was pregnant with Amazing. Quinn. Amazing. I mean, full blown. Um, I didn't do any, I didn't do the, there was Maybe one that's thing why that she I didn't slid do. Out. <laughs> that's why she slid right out. Probably. I'm just kidding. Um, but I, yeah, seriously. Um, you, you, you find that with the second kid, you take more chances and you understand that, oh, I did this before and I survived. Like we survived every hard thing we've ever been through. Right. We, we survived every hard thing we never thought we could because we're sitting here talking about it. Right. So without even acknowledging that statement, your body just understands it every single day. And we're like, well, here we go again. We're going to, you know, your hair is going to grow. Your nails are going to grow. Moles are going to grow. Like your body doesn't know what's growing. So it pushes everything out while it's building this baby. And when it's over, you got to get yourself back in shape again. It's, it's what you do. You know, your body gives this to you and you got to give something back to your body and it's work. But you know what else is work? Getting up in the middle of the night when your kids are crying. Like, that's not optional. Like, <laughs> brushing your teeth at night. We, that's not optional. You have to do it. You yeah. know, feeding your kids, feeding yourself. Like, we we make certain things. We're like, well, th- those are just things we have to do. We have to go grocery shopping. Like, we have to do our laundry. So make taking care of your body the thing you have to do. Why does that become optional? Why are people like, well, that's too hard? That's too hard? I hate putting the dishes away, like, after I wash them. I hate it more than I hate doing burpees. (laughs) I have to do it. So I just do it. So when you can get to the point where taking care of yourself is as important as like sticking a pacifier back in your kid's mouth when they're crying at night, because you have to, or if they ask you for water, like I have to get it for them. I'm not like, it's too hard, Harper, (laughs) figure it out and be thirsty. You know, like that's not an option. So I had to look at it that way. So you're the author of Thinner and 30 and did this book stem from your in- entire process of coming back? Was it how you lived your life previously? Or were you like, okay, these are really, really good things that will help a lot of people. Like how was it after your birth? Was it before birth that you wanted to write this book or, or how did that come about? 
It's such a good question. And you're actually the first person that asked me. And that is exactly what it was. Because coming back, I wanted to go, and I bet you know this too, I didn't want to take baby steps. I wanted to take one gigantic, you're probably too young, but do you remember that little game, uh, Mother May I, yeah. may I take one giant yeah, leap yeah. or baby step? I wanted to take one giant leap and just be back and be yeah. like, hello, Same. one workout, and here we are, I'm yeah. back. And life doesn't work that way. It's it's small little changes that you do to make a lifestyle, right? right? Like once it's a lifestyle, then it becomes easy. You're then right. you can take any size step you want. Until it's a lifestyle, you know, you, you got to put the work in. And not everyone can just go, just put it all in. Like none of we're not all David Goggins. Like <laughs> we're not all Tony Robbins. Like some of us have to do it incrementally. And so I was like, well, how can I do this incrementally? Well, let me break up what I would call, I hate the word perfect, but let me break up what is a near perfect day, week, month into 30 different little steps. And, uh, you know, I kind of throw them out there in the order that I tried to do it in, which I thought was more important, like hydrate, then sleep, then movement. And they're really easy things if you take them one at a time. So like, the first one, whatever it is, it's like drink 20 sips of water. I don't care how many sips or swallows of water you take, but about eight ounces of water, nine ounces of water first thing in the morning. You're dehydrated all night, especially if you're like either breastfeeding or up and down running after babies. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, that's all I have to do. That's all you have to do. I don't care if you want to like eat, you know, yourself at a house and home the rest of the day. For the first couple of days until it is a thing that you do every day, drink 20 sips of water. Okay, you got that? Great. Number two is going to be, you know, and then I go through you know, whatever, 5,000 to 10,000 steps a day walking and then chewing your food this many times. Like these are tiny little changes that you can make and you add them on over the course of 30 days. And that pretty much is like, okay, this is the blueprint for a lifestyle that is going to help me, you know, stay healthy, stay in shape for the most part, eat well, sleep well, you know, conduct myself in a very healthy manner and then be able to like, Hopefully via osmosis, pass that along to my children <laughs> and to the people along around me. And that is where the book came from. It's really not about being thinner in 30 days. It There was like a whole alliteration thing and they wanted to go with it and I get it. But it is about being small, closer yeah. to small changes every day and, and not things like, I mean, there, I, I'm not having you, you know, say words out loud to see if they'll come to fruition. No, tangible, real things I can do today. Like drink your 20 sips first thing in the morning. That is the thing. I swallow and I count every single morning. Okay. I swallowed 20 times. Like at least if I don't have a measured cup, if I, if I'm on vacation somewhere, I know that I hydrate first thing in the morning. And from there you go on and there's 30 steps. That's amazing. Um, it was such a short time that we, that I knew that you were coming onto the show, but I started to read your book and the thing about the hydration every night before I go to sleep, I leave a big glass of water. That's like my thing before I go to bed. So that in yeah. the morning, the first thing I do is I, I drink that. And that's like one of the smallest things that I do as a professional athlete that anytime I get interviewed, like little things that I do, that's the one thing that I do. So as soon as I read that, I was like, I love this. And I, and I think it's so important and so you know, there's a reward system in your brain when you, it, it's almost like, okay, I did this check. So I love that yours are small changes that yes. people can kind of just like, got it, check. And then they, it gives them confidence to continue. And so I love that. And I'm excited to, to finish it and, and just see. And, and I think that it's so helpful and probably life-changing for people. Cause when you're held accountable in a way, if you're reading something and like, okay, I'm going to do this, you're held accountable, you have a goal. It's those little things that all of a sudden change someone's life if they continually do them, which is really, really cool. So yes. I love that. 
And I love that. Thank you. you. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I think people underestimate the value of just little things every single day. Let's just get to the basis of what, you know, like you need to do to feel better. And then let's go from there if you need more, whatever. But I love that so much. Okay, so two kids, two years while you're working. How did you find time to spend time with your wife or make meals or work out in general? Is there any tips that you can give me or anyone that's listening that, you know, might be like, I just don't have the time because I feel like some days I'm like, I actually have zero time. My only time to go to the gym, I'm exhausted and I'm pushing myself through this part right now and I'm getting what I can out of it. And then I come home and then it's baby mode again. You know, so are there any tips that you have for me or anyone while you're working and balancing your career, your life, your partner? Um, Are there any tips that you have that you felt has been successful for you and your family? I would say, I think we live in this world right now where everybody's promoting multitasking, like do as much as you can in as little time as possible. Like as 24 hours, you got all the, you got this, mm-hmm. the, and I fully understand and appreciate that, but, but it's not sustainable and there's no way that you can do everything at your best. So what I figured out how to do pretty early on was whatever's right in front of you, give that a hundred percent of your attention. And it's really hard to do when everyone's like, oh, I can do that. And then two days in, they don't do it anymore. (laughs) But when I'm at home and my little babies, and they were only 17, 18 months apart. So I had like one newborn and one in diapers, you know, like, I mean, look, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. No, Um, but but if I was playing with them, Yeah. yeah. But if I'm playing with them, I'm playing with them. You see me, I see you. This goes down. Workout? No, I'm not combining things. So even if it's only 10 minutes, you have 100% of your mom for 10 minutes. Even if I only have, I could give you, Allie, you don't need me to do this because you're (laughs) so good at this, but I could give you a 20-minute workout that would be as challenging as a 60-minute walk around a box gym that you would find out there, right? It's making the most of the time. So I would take my 10 minutes of- I would love for you to give me a 20-minute workout. I would love to give you a 20 minute Please workout. Do. That's what we should do. We should. Let's uh, do in a it. Heartbeat. I would love it. So that that's what I do, right? So it's it's whatever time I have with my kids, it is just them. So when I walk away, even if it's only 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is, when I walk away, I feel good about the time that I had with them, even if it's short, as opposed to being with them for four hours, half the time I'm on my phone and I'm on a call and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And then I walk away and I feel like crap because like I was half with them. I was half on the phone. I'm half in the gym working out, but in between sets, I'm quickly taking a call. No, (laughs) I'm in the gym. It's marked in my phone as meeting. It's 20 minutes. It's 30 minutes, whatever it is, whatever I can give a hundred percent of time for. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. I will give you a descending pyramid. That's (laughs) 10 minutes long. That is so good. I used to do it in hotels when I was on the road traveling, no equipment, no space, all body weight, killer, you know, like strength and cardio and flexibility plotties, the whole bit. That's what you do. And at the end of the day, even if it's not a lot of time spent with everything, Whatever time you did spend, you gave that 100%. I'm with my kids. They saw that I saw them, just them. When I was out with work, I was fully focused. You guys want me? Yes. I think this, I think this, I think this. When I'm at the gym, it's all about me. Don't bother me. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. So all I have is this amount of time and I'm going to do it. And for those couple of weeks, months, whatever it is, until you have that time again, because life settles back in, at least you're giving 100% to everything in small bunches, as opposed to feeling exhausted, having given just 20% of your time to this, barely awake for that, can barely find time for this. 
it's not ideal, but that if you're asking me how I did it, that was how I was able to do it. Literally, I interviewed um, Ashton Harris and Allie Krieger, who adopted two babies, and they said pretty much the same thing. Just be present. And that was something that um, I didn't ask them the exact same question, but it was just kind of similar. And they said, be present. So I think that's like amazing advice. And as much as I attempt to be present, um, I could for sure get better at that because it is so hard trying to balance everything. We all can. Yeah. You know, so but I love that so much. Um, This is actually just probably for myself. But you said when life settles back in, at what point do you think life settles back in? Is that when you're, (laughs) you know, because it's it's like for me, I'm I'm going to let you know as soon as it happens for me. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. No, you just adjust. It should happen any year now. I'm waiting for it. Uh, Maybe college. (laughs) I don't I don't even know. Uh, My kids are seven and nine. Okay. And it hasn't happened yet. But I will tell you this. A big transitional place for me when you talk about when does that time come was being able to leave the house without a diaper bag because I always looked like crap. I always felt like I hadn't showered in like three days. Like everything was really hard. It just is. But once you can, and then to to first walk out of the house and have to pack 400 things Things. and the stroller and the half the time I forgot the baby. But (laughs) once you're able to leave the house and not have to bring that, just bring a baby. And if they have to go to the bathroom, they go to the bathroom. That's a big, like, okay, we're at a place where things are starting to ever so slightly settle in. And then once they go to school for even like two or three hours, even if it's preschool and you have some time to yourself. And then after that, I I can't answer because it's bigger kids, bigger <laughs> problems. But that's for an entirely different podcast. Um, <laughs> um, being that you are a trainer, do your daughters realize like how badass you are as a mom? And do they ask you to ever train them? Are they, how do you implement like your beliefs and values and working out and kind of implement that into their life without being like crazy, crazy on them? Cause I want my daughter to play soccer, but like, I don't want to be crazy, yeah. but I might be, I don't know. <laughs> no, never crazy ever. Don't ever be crazy about any of it. Um, show, don't tell mm. show, don't tell. So I never tell them Lead by example. I, love I never make them Always. You just watch me. They know mommy trains every morning. And I do. I train a whole group of people on Zoom every morning. And if they're like, what, do, you know, how does mommy sound? They'll they'll say it. They'll be like, four more. You got this. Finish as <laughs> strong as you started. We can do hard things. Like they, they start repeating all the things that I'm saying to everyone. Right. Like, is it hard? Good. It's supposed to be. You want to make you want to see change? Change is hard. So they know all that. And so. Now that they're like the the nine year old is sort of old enough, what I do is if it's really cold, I'm like, let's go do something fun. Want a bike ride? If it's too cold outside, the older one gets to jump on the Peloton, and I let her watch a show. And the younger one wants to do some of the things. I'm like, you sure you want to do it? Okay, so I put together like a 15 to 20 minute little fun workout. And I do it with her until she doesn't want to do it anymore. There's never I'm never forcing you. But I want you to see that this isn't something that I'm like, oh, mommy has to run out because I look like this or I feel like this. No, I don't want to equate working out with a thing or a feeling. I want it to be something I do every day. And look, mommy's always happy when she's done. I'm sweating. I run around and chase them <laughs> sweaty and try to give them a kiss. And then, hey, mommy. So I always say show, don't tell with everything. And listen, I do all the, tr- the working out stuff, like the actual like weightlifting and the, the all the high intensity stuff. Um, and Stephanie is a huge outdoors person and she takes them biking and hiking and we go rollerblading and, and skating and skiing. She takes them out skiing. So between the two of us, we've, we've shown them 
that an active lifestyle is a happy lifestyle without having to drill it in or hammer it home ever. Oh, that's so good. I love that so much because I think that as my kids get older, I want them to see it. And I think uh, my boyfriend has two kids from his previous marriage who's seven and four. And I'll do uh, he's like a sports chiropractor. So he'll like put me through some workouts and like when I'm doing it, they want to do it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I actually need the um, the ball that you're using. But hold, OK, can I, right. you know, like, can you let me uh-huh. let me do it first. Let's do it together. You know, and I noticed that um, and I didn't know if maybe that was something that's like a one time thing or if they see it, they want to do it. And I noticed the more that I do it. Yeah, they like will want to do it. But when it comes to yeah, soccer, I guess, yeah, I feel I'm not going to be crazy. Don't worry. I'm joking when I say that. But I do want her to play. I hope she plays soccer, but I would never put that on her. And I would love for her to find uh, both of them, the boy and the girl. <laughs> put little soccer balls in their crib, right? Isn't that what Tiger's dad did? Like he With golf. put a little like, yeah. golf club in his hand. Yeah. Um, listen, what you have done is so incredibly like unique and just awe-inspiring that your kids are going to grow up and at least appreciate it. Ours don't appreciate that both of their moms are on TV at all. Like, they'll walk by and see us on TV and be like, oh, there's mom. Can we watch Paw Patrol? (laughs) There's no sense of... But it's because it's not cool. Like, you are... What you have done at your level is so cool. Like, I told my girls that I was interviewing this morning and they had like a thousand questions and they were so excited so I think it might be easier for yours to follow in your footsteps than than ours to follow in ours. So that's why we say show, don't tell. Like, take them out, make it fun for them, and they'll want to keep doing it. I was just going to ask about uh, your wife, and you both have done broadcasting, and right now um, she still currently does it. And that line of work, then you went into first things first. When you prepare for, you know, when you're talking about all sports, what this is actually another personal question. What type of like work is needed to go into like knowing are you like researching every single sports, like figuring out like before you go on? Because when you're asked about like football or basketball or whatever's in the morning at that time, like are you how do you prepare every day for work in that sense when you were doing that? Yeah. So for the most part, you're in a particular season. If you're a sportscaster, right, depending on when right. it is, if, if we're in the winter months, it's generally the NFL and the NBA with with a sprinkle of hockey and throughout the spring and summer, it's baseball. So it's about watching. It's about putting that time in and watching games. I mean, I have the NFL ticket and I'm watching every NFL game, but I also love it. I love watching football yes, um, and following along with the NBA. And it's honestly, it's 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 a it's a running soap opera for a full season. And it is. It look at it, it. It used to be just about the games. And you know this. Now it's all issues and personality. I mean, we're going through the, you know, the NFL season. We talk Tom Brady and Giselle. You know, we talk about right. Antonio Brown. We talk about this guy and that guy. And there's a lot of issues that are going along along with mm-hmm. the games that are currently happening. So as long as you kind of keep up to date and you watch a couple of the games and I listen to, you know, whoever I can listen to and, I, and I'm watching and I'm reading um, and you have to enjoy it. I enjoy watching football. I mean, and my girls know it every Sunday from one until whenever mommy's watching football and they see that. But whatever season you're in, yeah, it requires some work, a couple you know, podcasts mm-hmm. that you have to like inhale and digest. And otherwise you're watching games, reading the paper and listening just the way you would. When you prepared for this, like you and I don't know each other. We didn't. So you do a little preparation. You see what you, you know, and then you have conversations and you talk about it. And a lot of it is is being able to do that, interview people, ask them questions. 
figure out what they go through and then do more reading and research. And your next part of your career, is that something that you want to get back in? Like, how is this time period right now for you? Are you enjoying like just being like you and, and or do you miss some aspects of what you were doing? So I would love to tell you that I'm loving life, that I am <laughs> appreciating all this time with my kids and the free time is just liberating. Um, I'm I am not ready to not be working. Right. I, I have so much energy and I love telling stories and I like entertaining and it's it's been hard for me. Um, I mean, I just came off the air in August, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's it's only been like three months. <laughs> no, I'm but I totally like feel I totally understand this. It's I mean, I haven't really said this out loud, but it's it's scary. But that's the nature of the business that I got into, which mm-hmm. you're working, you know, contract to contract and um, show to show. Uh, and I don't necessarily want to get back into sports. I want to because I, I did nine years at the mm-hmm. Today Show in between being a sportscaster and then doing first things first uh, on Fox Sports. So I'm I'm looking to to get back into TV, uh, hosting a show or a game show or like a a survivor type thing or, or like a like what Zac Efron's doing, which would be right up my alley, which yeah. is like traveling and storytelling and trying and fearlessness and the the you know the thrilling aspect of life and checking things off a bucket list. So I feel like I have more career left and I need to let it simmer. So I'm trying to really enjoy spending time with my kids and appreciating the time I have because there's no telling what job will take me where. And I don't know if I'll have this time back again. So I'm trying to drive them to school every day and learn how to cook and make food and (laughs) like watch them grow and watch them learn curse words and like watch (laughs) them turn into these like little people. So that's a process. Um, Well, I would love for you to host one of those shows. I think you'd be amazing and we need more females doing that that are yes in the um fitness industry that can host and you know have done it their whole life so i would Thank love you. if you if you could do that but and i talked to you about broadcasting just because i always said before i played pro like oh if i didn't play pro i'd probably just want to talk about sports on on air on tv somehow some way or whatever so i'm just curious when i when i ask you about that and i know that soccer is not going to last forever so i'm going to be in a period right you know when i'm done where um you're kind of at right now where you're in between what you what's next and so um i think it's really important just for me and everyone to hear the fact that yeah it's uncomfortable but this is life and i'm gonna just take it for what it is and appreciate um the moments that i do get um so i think that's awesome and i hope you good well i hope (laughs) and i hope you take that advice also when it happens because your kids are younger i mean mine were that young when i left the today show but and to really like every stage is such an important stage. No, that's the wrong word. But to you, it's an important stage. Right. Anyone with older kids are going to be like, oh, they learned to walk. That's nothing. Wait till they're this. Wait till they're doing algebra. Like, no, to you, every stage is huge. You know, like appreciate it because they're only going to crawl for like this amount of time. And they're only going to like need you to pick them up for this amount of time. And they're only going right. to call you like mommy and go to hold your hand and grab your hand mm. when you walk for this amount of time. And one day you wake up and they no longer... You know, they no longer They're reach for your hand when you guys walk outside and you're like, no, let's go backwards. <laughs> yeah. My mom still tries to hold my hand sometimes. I'm like, mom, please. Like, yeah, I good, love mom. you. Mom. I'm 35. Yeah. Like, can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> but now, but I get so it. Hard. Now I get it. I'm like, you know, I, I've had exactly. that advice where it's like, just appreciate it because they're not going to need you at some point. Yep. Um, okay, Jenna, what are your mom goals for this week or goal? What is your mom goal for the week? My mom goal for the week. Um, I spend so much time trying to get my kids to do everything and love doing everything. And there's a million activities and I'm driving everywhere. And I really am like knee deep in making sure you like eat this and go here and make, do your homework and get to bed on time. And there's like 5,000 things, but I want to tuck them in Friday night and just say, honestly, like this, I listen, I'm funny and sarcastic and this is the honest to God truth. And in a couple years, when your kids are older, you might have a week where this is your mom goal. I just want to say, you know, baby girl, I love you. Did you have a good week? And I want them to say, yes, I had a great week, mom. And that's it. And then go to mm. sleep and then don't come out of your room again. Don't say no more. <laughs> Just go to sleep quickly. Okay, go to sleep. Get your own don't water. Else. Yeah. And I sneak out. Yeah, get your own water. And I crawl out and I crawl into bed. If I can find, if that could be this week where all the work I put in results in them saying, I had a good week, mom. That's it. I did my job. I did my job. Good night sleep well, sweet dreams. And we'll try again for another mom goal next week. I love that so much. <laughs> it's so perfect. Thank you. And get your own water. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and get your own water. <laughs> I don't work for you. <laughs> no, Amazing. I'm kidding. I get the water. No, I know. I know. Of course you do. It's been so awesome to talk to you and just hear your advice. And just knowing that it, it, I think it makes everyone feel better to know that you, as someone who's in this industry, who's um, unbelievable what they do. They don't feel motivated all the time. Like I feel like I have to drag myself to work out sometimes, but I love the end, end result and the the build up and the book that you that you're the author of of those small changes leading to these big results and just those you know day in and day out of doing it. So um, everything you said has been so amazing, and I feel like I could talk to you for like ever. And I have so many questions more, but I don't want to keep you for like ever ever. <laughs> No, no, no. See, here's the great thing about this is that uh, we are both athletes who are, uh, I'm getting older. You are in the prime right now. So we, um, we should just be friends. Yeah, we should just be friends is what <laughs> is let's just be friends. But we should do, you should do one of my workouts. I would, I would love, love to, to do one of your workouts. I, I will do this with you. That'd if be amazing. I, I, if you let me, if you let me train you, you pick an amount of time, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, eight minutes. I don't care what it is. If you feel like you were challenged and you're like, oh my God, then you let me bring my girls to watch a game. Done deal. And they they will go bananas. No, are, I mean, bananas. Are you, they would absolutely lose Where are mind. you right now? Are you in? I'm in Manhattan. Oh, you are in, in Manhattan. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. so 100%, like whether you give me a workout or not, you guys for sure have to come to a game next year. Like we're at, we play at Red Bull Stadium. You can take the path there, nice and yeah. easy, or drive. I mean, I use I say public transportation, but I drive always, um, or my mom does at least. Um, but uh, while she's holding your hand, yeah, well, while she's still, yeah. I'm like in the stadium. <laughs> I see her, Allie. Like I'm like, mom, stop, 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 stop. Um, well, my mom was at every softball game. Walks as good as a hit. Walks as good as a hit. I'm like, who taught you that, mom, dad? <laughs> That's amazing. No, but for sure, you guys have to come out. We'd love to. What I love is that like when I was younger um, and you talked about, you know, show, don't tell, is that my mom played soccer and I would go to her games when I was younger. And so it, I played soccer since I was three and I'm still in love with it. Still play today. So and I think if your girls just like 
I was so inspired by the 99ers winning the World Cup when I saw them win and just play, even just playing, not even win, just play. It was so inspiring as a female. So I would love to have your daughters come, your wife, you guys all at the game. That'd we be, would be amazing. Blessed. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Let's, yeah, let's do, how about you do my workout one time and I do one of yours. I'll give you one of mine. I was hoping you would ask. I would love I that. love that. Okay. All right, done. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of your time. It's been amazing. I've learned so much and I'm so excited for others to just hear you. And I'm excited for the point of the your next phase of your career and where you're at now and appreciating it. And, you know, doing the next thing, I have no doubt you're going to do something amazing next. And I'm excited and you're I'll be so watching. Awesome. Thank you. Of course. Well, it was an honor to be able to talk to you. I'm such a fan and I'm, I have so much respect for the work you put in and for the, the level that you're at right now. So thank kudos you. to you for everything you've done. And thank you for having me on. Of I course. Really no, it. I'm so grateful. My mom goal this week is to be completely present when I'm with the babies and then when I'm working out. Jenna was amazing. We'll keep you updated on her doing my workout and me doing hers. Thanks for listening and see you next time. This has been Mom Goals with Allie Long. Please like, rate, and review. Mom Goals is a gallery media group production.